Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Spartan Elite Faye Morgan. Faye and I had a really fun discussion today about not only how she got into OCR, but more importantly, what continues to drive her at the competitive level that she is at. And since this was recorded during the home lockdown of the coronavirus, we did have a discussion about how to keep your cardio level up when you can't go outside. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this information highly valuable. So let's tune in. Faye, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome in this crazy time of life being shut down, but... Other than that, no complaints. <laughs> yeah, getting by, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. A bit nuts over here. We just got the mandated order last night that we're really not supposed to leave our homes. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But um, I've already gone for a run today. <laughs> I saw others out there too. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, making sure you're staying away from people. And, you know, I wasn't really within. 20 feet of, of a person. So I feel like I'm good, but I, I want to make sure I'm making the right decision as a citizen and, you know, treating myself like I'm contaminated and I can contaminate others. So it's just such a weird time for us. We've never lived through this. It is definitely a weird time. And yeah, we haven't gotten the full home lockdown yet. Um, we have a lot of stuff that has been mandated closed, but I'm hoping yeah. we don't get the full lockdown because like you said, just to not be outside and is yeah. I think that's going to like lead to other stuff and make people crazy and who knows, but I mean, I want to do what's right and what the doctors are saying is the recommended thing to do because, you know, we don't know how long this will last and what the repercussions are really. So it's just tough. It's hard. And I've got four kids at home, so I'm trying to keep them occupied and happy and, you know, not at each other's throats. So that's been interesting. <laughs> I can imagine. Good luck with that. Right. Thanks. We're making the best of it for sure. And yeah, I really haven't spent this much time with my husband in months. So that's nice too. And you know, you're bonding with the people you love most and how can that be a bad thing? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Although that could turn bad. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me next week or <laughs> next month. So yeah. My friend this morning that I worked out with, she's, I was like, where's Aaron? She goes, well, we decided to work out separately today. <laughs> That's a strong choice. Just kind of pace your way through this mess, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah, it was uh, quite a change of, I guess, schedule to say the least, because I was all set to go to San Luis Obispo. It was a new venue on March 14th, 15th. And obviously that was canceled, which led into all the other cancellations. So I totally understand. I, I think Spartan obviously is making the right choice, the only choice at a time like this. But um, yeah, it's just hard to say. Like they have the next race in the national series is that Montana race first weekend in May. I don't even, I don't see that happening. So I see a lot more cancellations continuing. I don't, I really don't see it coming back that early. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. We got to ride this out and do what we got to do. Yeah, pretty much. Let's dive in just a little bit to who you are, how you became 
an OCR athlete. I know you've been a runner all your life for the most part. Um, just give us a little bit of that background and kind of how that all has shaped out. Yeah. So I, like you said, I've been running ever since I was a kid. My mom was a big time runner throughout the eighties. I remember going to her road races and triathlons and marathons and it was just kind of a part of our family, what we did. My dad was a Seattle firefighter and he was always fit. And I come from a family of five girls. So I have four sisters and they were just always pushing us in good and positive ways, especially athletically. And so it just was kind of a, like the right fit for my family that I would become a runner and carry it with me, you know, throughout my life. So yeah, I ran in high school. Actually, I was a gymnast from the age of five through 14 and um, loved it. At one point really thought I would be the next Mary Lou Retton and go to the Olympics, but it wasn't that good and eventually decided <laughs> to, uh, transition to do varsity high school sports like basketball, volleyball, cross country, uh, instead of um, trying to fulfill my Olympic dreams that were probably far too aggressive. But um, yeah, so I ended up playing basketball in high school and that was kind of my, became my sport and my thing and played on the club team and traveled a lot and then ended up playing um, in college as well. And only because I wanted to get in shape for basketball, I turned out for the cross country team in college and that got me in, you know, great shape, but then it kind of turned into my sport and I realized that I was pretty decent at it and I kind of made a go of it from there. So yeah, so I had that cross country running background and then right out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had this great degree. So what would the logical thing be but to sign up to be a Marine Corps officer? And that's what I did. So I joined the Marines right out of college and never, never really looked back. So, yeah. Very cool. As an elite level athlete, how did kind of that mental side of things with your collegiate level comp competing, the military and all that, how did the mental side of things there prepare you for competing at such an elite level? Um, in OCR? That's a good point. Yeah. So I think in so many ways it prepared me. Um, the big one is just like, you know, you're in boot camp, you're doing hard stuff, you're carrying a pack, you're like having to be physical, having to run, having to do pull-ups, having to do all these hard things. And you kind of have your, have to have your wits about you and be able to make strong leadership positions at the same time. So you're put, your body's put under duress, you're put into these challenging situations but you still have to be able to think and perform and and you know that's what the military was like for me um I was fortunate to be able to run they have all like it's really cool um all the branches of service have what's called all all force sports so like the marines had an all marine marathon team all marine basketball team all marine whatever sport you're in and we would compete against the other branches of service and or other elite level civilians. So I tried out for the Marine Corps Marathon team, made it and ran on that for the five, five of the years that I was in. And, you know, that was another really unique and awesome way to be able to wear the uniform, represent my country and be able to run. So it was like, you know, our times were not even, we were like maybe borderline Olympic, Olympic trials, marathon times, not even close to like the legit elites, but at the same time, like pretty cool. We got to wear the uniform and travel around and represent our country in that way. So um, that was really cool. And then I think just being a Marine and having to, you know, you're, you kind of have to be physically fit to be good at your job. 
And especially as a female, like you don't want to flag yourself or put yourself on the radar in a negative way. So for me, that was incentive to like really be good and really be fast and strong. Um, because I didn't want to be that, that one that was pulling my unit behind. So, you know, it just, you're constantly having to go the extra mile and, you know, dig just a little bit deeper. And I think all those things kind of played super well into like what Spartan asks of you, you know, on every course you run. So it was a, it was a good background, a good training piece. I didn't even know it was happening for where I am today. That's awesome. And you brought up a great point that I didn't even that I hadn't even thought about when it comes to military in the OCR world. And that is the thinking on your feet that, you know, depending on what the conditions bring, you know, we all have the same obstacles to go through in services, but yeah, depending on what conditions bring and how muddy it is, you really have to change up maybe how you approach it. And that's definitely something yeah. that the Marines can help you with for sure. Yeah. And that, you know, that came up and actually, this January Chino Hills race, the Olympus, they've actually redesigned it this year. So it seems to be a little more challenging. I mean, elite girls were failing that never fail obstacles. It was crazy. And I just, you know, I was pushing so hard and it was a super flat and fast course. And I just didn't have my wits about me when I approached it. And there was like a side that was in the sun and there was a side that wasn't. And it, you wanted the one in the sun because it was dry. And so I just, without even thinking, jumped on the wet, dewy one and just, you know, got halfway through, tried to muscle through it. And then I dropped off. So it was like, yeah, one of those things where your, your mind and your thoughts kind of go out the window. And so, you know, you kind of have to keep together. I, I don't know if you remember, but years ago, and so I think some European races, they still do that uh, memory challenge mm -hmm. where they give you like the phonetic alphabet and you have to, you know, memorize the numbers and it's kind of crazy. So that's, that's something I wish they would bring back because it just kind of taps into that, you know, that mental piece that, that you let go of when you're pushing so hard and all the, the blood is leaving your brain. It's going to every extremity. So I don't know. I, I wish they would bring that back just to kind of add that mental piece into it. Joe Desena, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send this to we'll make, sure make sure you listen. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the word out. <laughs> Sorry. You might hear remnants of my little ones here in the background. <laughs> All good to be a mom. Living the mom life, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of going into that, um, I know your kids are very impactful to, you know, what drives you with your racing to a point. So um, I was, whether, talk about that and get a little bit deeper into other things if you want to as well. But as a racer, now that you aren't necessarily, you know, in the Marines, so this is not absolutely like a life and death type thing for you. What really drives you now to, to maintain the level of fitness that you do? Whew. I, um, I could go super deep into that or I could give you like the surfacey one, but I think you and I talked a little bit about that and you know a little bit about my background. So I'll, I'll just kind of dive right into it. But, um, I mentioned that I, I have four sisters and, um, great family. It was such a great fun upbringing. Um, but we unfortunately experienced some tragedy as a family when my sister was killed in a car accident in 1992. Totally like freak thing, like DUI and involved someone in, in my grade, my class, um, just kind of a crazy thing that happened in our small town. So that was kind of rocked our world. And then, you know, we sort of bonded as a family, got through it together. And then um, it really impacted my baby sister who 
had some issues with addiction that she fought off and on. Um, and this was a girl like, she's not your poster child for addiction. She was a, an all state cross country runner at a 4A school. She was a 4.0 student. Like everyone loved her and she just kind of spiraled after her freshman year. And she started on Oxycontin and that led to other things. And eventually she overdosed on heroin um, when she was 27 years old. And this was in 2010. So, you know, here we are, family with five daughters, two are gone, I have two left. Um, two years later, my mom gets a diagnosis of uh, melanoma skin cancer. Um, and then that was a quick, hard fought battle, but she lost. And about a year later, she passed away. Um, just a woman like gone way too soon. Um, so again, like th three members of her family, like, you know, gone. I think that obviously has had a lasting impact on me as a person, but also as an athlete. And I think, you know, we talk about, okay, what's your why? Do you have a why? Find your why. And you don't have to, if that doesn't drive you, that's okay. But like, for me, like, I have, like, I carry my why with me and that's, you know, being able to run or move and do all these things that my two sisters and my mom don't get to do anymore. And, you know, I think about how many races my mom ran and even my little sister running cross country and my older sister, Cassie died in the car accident, like super active, like an all state softball player, like great athlete, like just total tragedy that their lives were cut short. They don't get to tow the start line like I do. And, I feel like in a lot of ways I'm running for them and I get to run. They don't, you know, I get to wake up and live and breathe and carry on like their spirit in, in a, in a way through my racing. So that's kind of a, a huge one for me. And uh, it's kind of automatic too. Like in some of these beasts, we run like that deep, dark place when you want to quit. Like, it's like, they won't let me, you know? So I think that's pretty unique and something I hope to continue to carry with me. And they've driven me, you know, to where I am today for sure. So that's a big, big one for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that just cause I, I know how from our conversation, I know how deep that runs in you and how much of a driver that is for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there are times when it's not pretty and dark and like it does get me down, but I think, you know, now with my kids, like, I, I, moms don't really get a chance to like be down and like wallow in their self pity and you just kind of have to keep moving forward. So, you know, that obviously my kids have been a motivator for me too. And even another piece of like my why and what drives me is just kind of, you know, I, I never want to force what I do on them and, and be that mom. that's like, Oh, you gotta be out to start kids races and, you know, doing all this stuff I do, but you know, just exposing them to it and allowing them you know, if they want to get out there and do it, awesome. I'll run right next to you and, and we'll do it together. And, um, you know, and they've been super pumped about it. And even with like our home garage gym, like they see my husband out there, like doing the stuff we do, then they're like, oh, hey, let me jump on the pull-up bar and try to do this. So I think just like exposing them to this community and, and what we do as Spartans, it's not just at the races, but it's, it's every day and it's in your training and, and they see that and they see the medals and they see the plaques that come home and, I think it's pretty inspirational for them too. So yeah. That's awesome that, that they've joined in that with you, especially not even, not necessarily the racing side. That is fun, but just the training side too. And just to be kind of jumping in because they see 
mom and dad doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. How old are they? I forgot. Yeah. So I've got a sixth grader, a third grader, a kindergartner and a pre-K and she'll actually start kindergarten in August. So I'll finally hit that big mom milestone where all my kids are <laughs> in school. Um, but yeah, with everything going on, it looks like we're going to be out quite a while. And I have a sister in Alaska and a sister in Oregon, and they've actually shut down for the remainder of the school year. So I, I, I think that's probably the way California is going to still so, could be a long summer. <laughs> yeah, there's right now, Arizona's through the end of March, but some of us are speculating it's going to be to the end of the year. So, okay. Yeah. Just we'll no, don't know. I think they're making decisions as they go and. We just have to adjust. Yeah. Um, I know ASU switched to fully online till the end of the year, just because I think more so it's like they're putting in the work to get it there. So why not just keep it for the next month? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with being a mom, obviously you are crazy involved with their lives as well. What does that look like then for you and your ability to train on a not necessarily daily basis but just on a regular basis and consistently yeah so it is nice um kind of the standard routine is you know get up in the morning get them off to school and then once they're you know out and about and they've got their day all set then you know it's kind of my chance to train and i got a good chunk of that morning to mid-morning they get my training in whether it's a run outside or hitting the gym doing strength um so that's kind of when i do the majority of it and truly like if I don't get to 10 in the morning and I, you know, have an appointment or something comes up or I just don't get to it, it kind of doesn't happen because life takes over after that. And, you know, I grew up in Washington state where like we had a busing system in California, there's no buses. So I've got a middle school pickup, a kinder early release pickup, and then I have a regular elementary pickup. And then I've got my preschool. So it's like, I'm like mom taxi Uber all day long. So that's kind of the other. And then after that, it becomes like, you know, we're going to practice, we're whatever after school activities we're doing, or we're hitting the books, you know. Yeah, that's, even for someone who's not a mom, like, I know myself, if I don't work out in the morning, I can't guarantee it's going to get done later in the day, just because life does happen, and, um, and so, yeah. I working out in the morning is just more guaranteed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, get it done. You don't have to think about it again. Comes up and um, that's good. You're training that way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, just since we are kind of in this situation that we're in, um, with working out at home, being stuck at home, um, that essentially technically you're not supposed to even go outside. <laughs> um, yeah. Like what, what are you doing to kind of maintain your cardio side of fitness? Um, so I, we're lucky. I have an Airdyne bike. So that's one of those, like what's in the stadium races where the handlebars go back and forth. And then I also have a concept two rower, which is great. I don't have a treadmill, which is a bummer, especially right now. Um, and I think, yeah, I just, you know, I'm, I'm pushing it with like running outside right now. And I think technically we're not supposed to, but, um, they haven't said anything about running. So I'm just going to kind of play dumb and I guess ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Um, you know, but at the same time, like I feel guilty about it and I'm like, well, you know, am I doing the right thing? And you know, the, the big thing is like, 
they they want each individual to treat themselves like they're contaminated and they can contaminate others so like technically if i had coronavirus should i be going out for a run and breathing you know all the air probably not so yeah things are changing right now so i may just be taking a block of running off for the next few weeks or maybe a month and i think that's fine and just hitting that rower hard in the bike and just doing what i can jump rope or you know you can get some really good cardio workouts in and just that high intensity fashion. I was a CrossFit coach before, so I, I know what to do. Um, but I just love running. So yeah, I'm gonna have to mix it up. I think be a good citizen and do the right thing here soon. So it's a good point. Yeah. And it's nice that you do have the bike and the rower available to you because um, definitely not yeah. all people do, including myself. So yeah, doing a lot of burpees if I am homebound. Burpees will do it. You only need about five square feet, so you're good. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Up and down the stairs. You got some stairs you can hit. Technically, I would have to go outside, but my apartment mm. complex does. <laughs> okay. You do it till someone tells you not to. Right. <laughs> right. Put a, put, a, put an altitude mask on. Cover that face. There we go. I've got. I've got one of those. I was almost going to run in it just because I'm not exposing people, but you know, hey, that's true. You'll, you also look kind of dorky. <laughs> so it is what it is. I think we're all going to be navigating new waters throughout this thing and we'll just have to figure it out as we go. Absolutely. And I was, you know, I was talking to someone the other day that because I have a competition, supposedly a big national competition, supposedly in June, if that doesn't get changed. Um, but it's kind of those things like we're all in the same boat at this point. So it's not like anyone has an advantage because yeah. or a disadvantage <laughs> because they're locked down. So that's, a, that's true. Like none of my teammates are out there running. I ain't either. So we'll have the same fitness levels once we come out of this. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, awesome. Faye, um, just kind of to start closing this out, Anything when it comes to racing or training that um, we haven't talked about that you would just love to share or give us information on? Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is um, last week I was able to drive an hour north and meet up and run with my one of my best friends on the team and in OCR is Natalie Miano and her husband, Mark Quattras, who he's, they have a coaching business. Um, and now she's kind of jumping in and helping them out with the coaching side. So they work together. Um, but just we've gotten so close in the last couple of years. And I feel like this sport has really helped me forge new friendships and people that I would have never known otherwise and bonding with these strong women in ways that like, you know, it just otherwise wouldn't not even like in a, like a road racing scene or like even when I went to the CrossFit gym, I just feel like, you know, we've battled these events like Tahoe and Big Bear and whatever crazy races we're doing. And you really form a special bond. And um, especially with Natalie, you know, she's a mom. She's got to kind of get her training in and she knows the struggle and some days aren't pretty. And um, yeah, so I just think the one of the biggest pieces is like the new friendships that I've formed and um, just kind of surrounding yourself with a, a tribe of strong people that make you stronger and make you train to your full potential and encourage you. And, you know, of course we are all battling and we all want to win and we want to beat that person to our left and right. But I, I also feel like there's women out there like Timmy Brand and Alex Walker, Ashley Heller, Emily Smith, like these girls, Casey Monroe, like truly like 
you know, love to see me succeed. Just like, I love to see them succeed because we bust, you know, our butts hard and, you know, we're, we're kind of all in it together. So it's, I just feel like it, the first time in my life, it's like the first time in a sport, I feel like, you know, people are rooting with me that I'm competing against. And it's a pretty unique, you know, relationship that you're forming because of that. Yeah, that's so true. And thank you for kind of pointing that, pointing that out. Yeah. If someone wants to follow you and just kind of keep up with what you're doing, where can they find you at? Um, just the big ones, my Instagram, which is FAYEMOCR, F-A-Y-E-M-O-C-R. Um, I'm on Facebook too, Faye Morgan. Um, yeah, I, I tend to try to, you know, I post a little bit about my family, but mostly about training and just fun stuff and lighthearted and then try to make it organic and, you know, real life. You might see a little bit of a hot mess and muddy stuff happening with, you know, you know, the kid side of things, but yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's just a fun page to follow. So check it out. Um, and yeah, I was going to see if I could mention, mention a couple of my sponsors, if that's okay too. Yeah, go for it. So I, um, on the ultra red running team. So it's kind of like the JD version of being a sponsored athlete by ultra. They've got their like, you know, varsity level legit, you know, making six figure athletes. And then they have like a red team, which is, um, just people that love the shoes and they brace a ton. And, um, so we get free shoes and they've been super supportive. And, uh, if you need a wide toe box, like I do, ultra is a great brand. You'll actually see them at, um, the mer in the merch tent at a lot of the races. So they give demos to try out. So it'd be a good way to see if it's the right shoe for you. And I've loved, I've loved their, uh, all their models. So yeah, ultra shoes are great. Um, yeah. And then I use Manuka sport as like my energy supplement, like the little packets based, um, Manuka honey based supplement. It's yummy and it's like super good for you. So that's another one. And, um, crazy muscles, kind of a recent protein and supplement company that took me under their wing and they've been great too. And you can find them on Amazon. So yeah, th those are the ones I wanted to mention. And, um, it just, you know, I, I'm not that level of athlete that gets like money and it gets paid, but they do well. They pay me every once in a while. They'll throw like a travel stipend my way and it just helps a ton. So I'm not dipping into my kid's college fund and still making a go of this. So it helps every little bit helps for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And that concludes this week's episode of Highly Functional. If you enjoyed it and found the information helpful, I invite you to head over to Facebook and join my group, Obstacle Course Racing Athlete Health and Performance, where you can both join your OCR tribe, as well as find very helpful, useful information on how to become a more dominant racer, a more resilient racer, and truly race at your peak performance. And until next time, let's go out and be highly functional.